Well, this morning we are looking at Romans chapter 6 and verse 5. So why don't we begin by hearing it read, Romans 6, verse 5. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of the Lord. Join me in a brief word of prayer. Oh, Father, thank you for joining us to Jesus. So just as surely as we have died with him on the cross, we will join him in his resurrection from the dead. Would you now make that hope of the resurrection of Jesus alive in us, raise us to the heights of heaven itself, with our Savior Jesus, we pray in his name. Amen. Racing fans have been captivated by the brilliant driver Mario Andretti. Uh, back in 2000, he was named Racer of the Century by the Associated Press. And for good reason. He has won 111 races. He is a living legend. People pack out uh, the grandstands to be able just to catch a glimpse of him going around those tight corners, putting the pedal to the metal. And I have to think that more of a few of us have had daydreams where we've imagined what it would be like if we were, were there with him in the car as he was speeding around those corners. Uh, I mean, aside from those brief, not-so-wise moments on 465, um, none of us experience anything like that, do we? Uh, we don't know what it's like to be pressed back in our seats, to be passing by just that few inches next to the racers next to us. Uh, it's for that reason of people wondering what it would be like that an entire market has opened up. Uh, back in the early 90s, there was a, the first of a series of video games came out called Mario Andretti Racing. Uh, it was back in the days when the graphics were 8-bit and the, the sounds were tinny. But Mario Andretti himself was a consultant trying to help you get a feel for what it would be like to actually hop in one of those cars and take those tight turns. What is that longing in our heart pointing to? Uh, to a very basic reality. That observation is nothing compared to participation. Uh, that it's one thing to see it, but it's another thing to actually live it. If you're a Christian, you have been joined to Jesus. Uh, that means that you have been joined in his death on the cross. And on Easter Sunday, it means you need to know this reality. That you will one day be resurrected like Jesus. Because his resurrection is your resurrection. Uh, that's what Paul is explaining to the Romans in Romans chapter 6. Uh, this reality that we have been joined with Jesus in union with Christ. And it has everything to say for how we think of our eternal futures. Uh, this morning we'll see this reality that we will be raised with Christ in two sections. First by looking at his resurrection and then by looking at our resurrection. Let's look at the, first at his resurrection Paul tells us that we will surely be raised in a resurrection like his. But what was his resurrection like? 
Uh, you have to transport yourself as an observer back 2,000 years to the outskirts of Jerusalem when a man suffered and died. And to many who watched it happen, it must have seemed like just another death in a long line of them. Uh, Jesus was a, a Jewish man, a teacher. Uh, he had gotten on the wrong side of the religious powers of his day. And, and as often happens, those powers used that power to protect it by eliminating threats to it. They had Jesus handed over to the Romans and killed by crucifixion, uh, being nailed up on a cross to asphyxiate and die a slow, painful death. A way for the Romans to say, don't cross us or else this will be your fate as well. Now to many who watched Jesus die on that terrible Friday, it must have seemed like just another death. I mean, thousands and thousands of people have been crucified by the Romans. It was just another thing that happened. An unfortunate part of life, but that's what you get when you stick your neck out. At another level, it was even part of a longer line of unfortunate things that happen in life. A cycle of living that always ends the same way, in death. Uh, back since the dawn of humanity, people have been living, and no matter how long they lived, they eventually died. Uh, seen from that observation point, the death of Jesus was just another death. Just another man that lived and then one day died. To another set of observers, it meant something totally different, though. Uh, there were some people standing and watching Jesus die who knew him intimately. His friends, his disciples, people who had walked and talked with him. Uh, they knew more. They knew enough to know that this was not just any death. They knew him as their Lord. They had begun to hope that he might be the Messiah, and on that dark Friday, it was as if a piece of them died. Uh, their very hope was laid into, an empty, into a tomb and sealed shut with a stone because they watched Jesus die. And their hope died along with them. All that seemed very bleak on Friday. As if the cycle of living and dying, of people being victims just went on and on like it had since the dawn of humanity until Sunday morning when everything changed. Uh, at first, it was just a group of women that knew and loved Jesus that went to his tomb, uh, hoping that they could do a small service to anoint his body with perfume so it wouldn't stink as badly as it decomposed. Uh, but when they got to the tomb, they saw something remarkable. The stone door had been rolled away, and even more strangely, the tomb was empty. Uh, before they had time to really process what was going on, they were confronted with a series of miracles. Uh, first, angels announcing that he's not dead anymore, that he is risen. And then, Jesus himself. Uh, the very man who died just on Friday before is now standing before them very much alive. Uh, in that moment, everything changed for those women, and everything changed for humanity, uh, because the resurrection of Jesus from the dead means that the cycle of living and dying has finally ended. 
uh, there's someone who has reversed that process. And though he was dead, he is now alive. In a life that he will never give up. Uh, Jesus appeared first to those women and then to a gathering of his, uh, his disciples. And then finally to even a large group of several hundred people. Uh, in each of these appearances, it became more and more obvious. It is really true. Jesus isn't dead anymore. He is alive. And there's an empty tomb laying as proof for anyone who doubts it. Now that, in a nutshell, is what the story of Easter is. Uh, the story of a man who lived roughly 2,000 years ago, who died and then came back to life. Now, if you're here this morning and you're not a Christian, it, something very important that you need to understand is that we Christians don't think that this story is a myth. Uh, this isn't just something that we say over and over again at a certain time of year because it's old and familiar. Uh, it's not something that we draw inspiration from, even though secretly we think it's not true. No, central to the entire Christian faith is this reality. That we believe Jesus died and came back to life. That he is risen. And that if he's risen, that surely we will be one day too. Now we believe this not just because it's something convenient, but because it's what Jesus himself taught. Uh, if you take the time to, to study the Bible for yourself, you'll see that Jesus taught about himself. That he was the very son of God sent from heaven on a rescue mission. Uh, that his life was meant to one day end in a sacrificial death on the cross. And, but that Jesus predicted from the very beginning that, that one day, after he had died, that he would come back to life. That the, his heavenly father would raise him from the dead. And in that moment, it would be proven once and for all that he was who he claimed to be. Which means he can do the things he claimed he was sent to do. If you've never taken the time to study what the Bible has to say about Jesus for yourself, I invite you to, to take up this challenge. Pick up a Bible and read it for yourself. Uh, if you don't have one, we would love to give you one. Just ask someone wearing a name tag. We'll give you a Bible as a gift. Investigate what Jesus said about himself. Because if Jesus really was sent to live and die and rise again, uh, you need to ask yourself what that has to do with your life. And let, let's remember that Easter is a moment not for us just to remember what happened 2,000 years ago to Jesus. Because remember, observation can't hold a candle to participation. Uh, and that's what the second half of our message is this morning. Not just his resurrection, but your resurrection. Uh, the Apostle Paul has himself connected these two. For have you been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Uh, that appetite to know what it's like to be with Mario Andretti as he took those tight curves in his race car uh, led a filmmaker to do something no one had ever done before. Uh, back in 1996, a film came out called Super Speedway. 
And they had to figure out how to do this from a technical perspective, but they managed to bolt an IMAX camera onto an Indy race car. And with that camera in place to film Mario Andretti going 200 plus miles an hour around those tight curves in his race car. Uh, that meant you, for the first time, could go into that seven-story tall IMAX theater and feel like you were right there with Mario as he put the pedal to the metal and was pushed back in his seat. Uh, I was a cashier at a museum that had an IMAX theater, and uh, I, I was there when this film was being played, and there was a pattern that happened fairly regularly. Super Speedway would play, people would go in, and a few minutes later, a certain percentage of them would come back out feeling a little bit motion sick. <laughs> Turns out it is a, a pretty intense experience to feel like you're going around those curves with Mario. Observation can't hold a candle to participation. Uh, the Apostle Paul knows this, which is why it's been his burden to show Christians that they have been joined to Jesus that they are in what theologians call a union with Christ. Uh, his burden for this is to, to prove to Christians that they can't go on living as if their sins were still their master. If they've come to Christ, they have to live differently. Uh, they've been baptized into a relationship with him, both into his death and into his resurrection. Uh, that union is so tight it's tighter than the connection between your head and your body. Uh, it's more intimate than the relationship between a husband and a wife. Uh, it's more vital than the relationship between a vine and its branches. Uh, if you're a Christian, you have been joined to Jesus. And that means when he died on that Friday, spiritually, you died. And that when he rose on Easter Sunday, spiritually, you rose as well. Already, as a Christian, you have begun to experience the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, the moment you put your trust in Christ, already the Holy Spirit had invaded your heart and begun changing you from the inside out, giving you the gift of faith, uh, changing your affections, uh, breaking you free from the slavery to sin that once dominated your heart and giving you a new master, a new desire, Jesus uh, all of that is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead on Easter Sunday at work within you. Uh, in that sense, you are already participating in the resurrection of Jesus. And yet, if you're a Christian, there's something further coming. Uh, in verse 5, Paul is looking forward to a reality on the horizon for each of us that are joined to Jesus. The coming resurrection that we will experience at the command of our Lord and Savior. He says it's a certainty. If you've been joined with him in death, not maybe you'll join with him in this resurrection. You shall certainly join with him in a resurrection just like his. There's a day coming for all those who are in Christ. No matter how hard their life was or how painful their death may have been, uh, no matter the circumstances of their body or where it was laid, as sure as anything in this life and more, 
we will hear the voice of the Savior command us, rise, and we will joyfully obey. In that moment, we will come back to life in a new resurrected body, just like the one Jesus has, free from corruption, free from sin, free from weakness, free from death. A body fit to inherit the eternal future and a perfected world that God has prepared for us. All of this is surely ours. Not because we've done anything to earn it, but because we're joined with Jesus. Uh, brothers and sisters, do you know this is true of you if you're a Christian? Uh, no matter whether you're and one of the high highs of this life, or you feel like you're in one of the shadowy depths, your best days are always ahead of you. Uh, there is always something to look forward to if you are a Christian. Uh, because one day you will be resurrected. And with the resurrected Christ in a resurrected world. Uh, that will be a day full of joy and fellowship and uh, a series, the first of a series of days that will go on forever. Uh, your inheritance, not because you've earned it, but because you've been joined to Jesus. You will participate in his forever joy in union with him. Uh, now, if you're here this morning and you're not a Christian... Uh, realize all these things that I've been speaking to you about are, are things that are found only in relationship with Christ. Uh, you can't inherit this resurrection life or this resurrected world or this forever joy unless you are joined to Jesus. And in fact, if you are not joined to Jesus, what you have to look forward to are not better days to come, but worse ones than you could ever imagine. I know we live at a time when people don't like to think about death. Uh, we push off the elderly into places where we don't have to see the indignity of what happens when our bodies start to decay. M many of us have never been around someone as they have died. And as a result, we can live with the illusion that our lives, well, they could feel like they could go on forever. But friend, just ask yourself this one question. What next? What next? Uh, maybe you looked forward to going to college and getting a degree. Uh, maybe you looked forward to a career that you thought would be fulfilling or getting married and having kids. Maybe you looked forward to the day of your retirement and your golden years. But, but what next? If you ask that question enough times, eventually you end up into that somber place with the reality. It's been true since the dawn of humanity. One day you're going to die. What next, friend? Uh, will the day after your death be a day of joy or a day of sorrow? If you're not joined to Jesus, the Bible tells us that what waits for you is the justice that a life lived on our own terms deserves. Uh, the Bible tells us that none of us have on our own lived a life pleasing to God. Uh, that since the first humans, we have all gone our own way, rebelled against God and what the Bible calls sin. The wages for sin are death. And that means one day when we face our creator and our judge, 
What we have waiting for us is not endless joy, but endless punishment. The justice that our soul of sin deserves. Uh, the Bible calls that reality hell. It is an eternity away from God, under his wrath. Friend, I and every other Christian want so badly for you to avoid that. For you're forever not to be one of sorrow, but one of joy. But you'll never be able to earn your way out of that eternal doom. You'll never be able to do enough to get yourself onto God's right side. You can only find escape and joy and resurrection in relationship with Jesus. See, that's what Jesus' life was all about. To come and make a way from sinners, to find their way away from the pathway to hell and to the pathway to forever joy with God in eternity. Uh, Jesus lived the perfect life that none of us have lived. And he gave up that life as a substitute, a blood sacrifice to pay the penalty for our sins. That's what Jesus did when he died on the cross. He paid the penalty that our lives deserve so that if you come to God in repentance, if you turn from your sin and turn to God through Jesus, you can be forgiven. And you can find God to be your friend and not your enemy. Uh, Jesus now can offer you eternal life because he rose from the dead, proving once and for all that his mission was accomplished. So friend, today can be the day that you know that you're not some observer on the sidelines wondering what will happen to you when that next day comes after you die. Instead, you can know that you are a participant in the resurrection and eternal life that Jesus has. Now, if you don't know how to do that, I would love to have a conversation with you after the service. If you don't want to talk to me, find a Christian friend. Ask them, how can I trust Jesus? How can I know my sins are forgiven? How can I inherit eternal life and the resurrection that the preacher was talking about? Now, for all of us here this morning that are Christians, let's remember that this is our destiny. Uh, not to be mere observers of the resurrection of Jesus, but to be participants together. That the great day is coming when our Lord will return to this earth and he will call each and every one of us by name to together join him in a resurrected life, in a resurrected world, to enjoy a forever joy with him. Now it's a, a wonderful thought. What would it be like to go around the racetrack with Mario Andretti. Uh, it's one thing to stand in the grandstands. It's another thing to play a video game that he helped to, to create. It's an even another thing to watch an IMAX film strapped to his car. But you know what's even better than that? Getting with him into the car. Uh, it turns out there's a way you can do that. It's called the Mario Andretti Racing Experience. Uh, for just a small price of a few thousand dollars, you can actually cl climb into a two-seater car, go around the track with uh, a driver trainer. In the case of one guy by the name of uh, Graham Bensinger, to actually have Mario himself be the guy doing the driving. 
Uh, you can go up to speeds of 200 miles an hour around those tight turns, feeling the push of the car, feeling pushed back into your seat as the pedals to the metal. Uh, in, in a TV spot, Graham described it this way. He said, wow, that was amazing. Who wouldn't want to do that? Get in the car with Mario and go around the track. That's true, friends. Because our observation is nothing compared to participation. Remember, Easter Sunday tells us that we have been joined to Jesus, which means you're headed for a resurrected life because his death is your death and his resurrection is your resurrection. Let's pray.